Nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong, and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Okay, uh, I want to tell you about the emotional journey I went on with the sentence that the two of you sent me uh, this time around. Uh, I'll read the sentence first. Last night, I lay down my book and sunk into a deep sleep. Okay, so I looked at that sentence, and the and instantly my eyes went to the word sunk. Um, and so I, I, got, I got nervous that sunk maybe is not actually a proper past tense um, for sink. I thought maybe it should say and, and sank into a deep sleep. But I'm I, as you know, I, I don't look anything up before I talk to you, so I didn't. But I think that sunk probably is a fine past tense for for sink. At, at least, at the very least, at this point it is, because everybody says it. So what happened was I kept looking at the sentence, and at some point the word <laughs> lay popped popped out <laughs> to me. I'm really enjoying your description. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> well, so I I don't know why this I don't know why I just skipped right over that word so many times as I looked at this sentence, but that's that word technically is not correct because the past tense of lay is not lay. It's laid. The past tense of lie is lay. So in a technical sense, at least, I think that's the problem with this sentence. It should say, last night I laid down my book and sunk into a deep sleep. Well done, Fletcher. We're very impressed. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> the second one we'll, we'll deal with in a few minutes because we do have some problems with that as well. But okay. let's first go to your winning understanding <laughs> of lie and lay, which was very well done. The past tense of laying something down is laid. You're completely correct. But as you also realize, as most people confuse them and go back and forth, which is the problem. Well, the lay is called a transitive verb. It means the verb does something to something else. Right. You lay something down, and if you yourself are, are going prone on your bed, you lie down. Right. So let's go through those now. What is uh, the past tense of lying down? I lie down. Yesterday, I what? Lay down. Right. Yesterday, uh, the day before, I had. Uh, ooh, um, I mean, I, I want to say Lane, but that yes. sounds kind of uh, yes. stuffy. You did it very good. It is Lane. <laughs> yes, okay. Lane. Right. Because that's what, as Ross said, the key is that to lay is a transitive. You're you're doing something. The verb is doing something to something. Right. Whereas lie is the subject is is doing something. Right, and that I mean, I I would say. 95% of people I talk to uh, simply don't know the difference, enough so that that basically they're interchangeable in conversation at this point. They are. I, the yeah. other day I heard, I was actually, I heard someone saying, I, I really want to lay down and go to take a nap. And it's, I almost said lie down, but I didn't. I shut myself up. Well, I mean, you've also got like Eric Clapton and Bob Dylan used lay. So, I mean, I, so it's really in our culture. That's right. Lay, lady, lay, lay across my big brass bed. 
At yeah. least that's sort of alliterative, though. It sounds prettier. You can't say lie, lady, lie. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. And it also, that could really change the meaning of the song. Yes. Oh, that's right. It <laughs> yes. Very good. That other lie. <laughs> but it's an interesting problem now. The, I mean, the, the language is really morphing into the, into the extent where people, I don't think I hardly ever hear Lane spoken anymore do, do you never guys or not never 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 no I, i'm just thinking i think i've seen it in print however but I, I never hear it i don't think i hear it conversationally at all but i i do think i've read it but i, I can't i can't off the top of my head say where i've read it is it a newspaper was it in an old novel in which case lane would be just more like an archaic detritus if you will from the past i gotta say even with the the lie versus lay the past tense thing might might bug me slightly more but i don't i'm a i'm a recovering pedant as i've said before and um i usually will still get a tiny buzz if somebody says something that i know is incorrect but i gotta say even with lie and lay i don't really even get that little that little spidey sense buzz anymore it's pretty much gotten to the point where it Either, I mean, either one works, and I don't even uh, get bothered by either one anymore. I think I feel the same way. And that kind of segues into our next section of uh, of, of our sentence, <laughs> which... Sunk. Yeah, sink, sank, sunk. Now, that's an interesting problem as well. There are a large number of irregular verbs in English, and one, the largest section are called um, strong verbs. And those are verbs which have a past tense... Is caused. There's a change in the vowel. Sink, sank. Normally, we would, and that is called. It's called ablaut, and that's when the verb, the the sound changes internally. And a lot of those are irregular. As opposed to like just adding an ed. It's not synced. Instead of adding an ed, exactly like walk, walked. That's a regular verb. It's a weak verb in English. It's obvious what you do, and you hear that with little kids a lot of times when they first learn the language. They'll take a strong verb and add an ed to it instead of doing what we think is correct and changing the internal vowel. Well, so tell me, is is sunk correct? Technically, no. This is one where Ross and I have been talking. We're back and forth on this one a little bit. I've always been, because stink, stank, stunk is the one that drives me crazy. And and Ross is one of those people who always says, that really stunk. And I, I've gone insane by that. However, now that we've been like talking about this for this podcast... Ross and I are slightly switching sides a little bit. I'm much more now thinking sunk is okay as a past tense. I'm going to disagree with myself. First of all, I don't really recall saying stuck. I asked my wife. You she said says I what? never said it. So, <laughs> so I'm he gonna, does. I'm going to defend myself on that one, first of all. But, I mean, in the old days, sink, it would be sink, sank, sunk. The sunk is what's called the past participle, and you use it for, like, I had sunk the ship, uh... I was sunk, whatever. And what do you mean by the old days? Well, I'm saying in technically the old days being like the past hundred years of English, the classical era, let's say, of English. Now what's beginning to happen is that, as Kathy said, sunk and sank are beginning to merge into one, and people are saying either one is correct. I still disagree with that. Even if I occasionally, by some weird coincidence, say stunk, I think it's wrong. Okay, but now, interesting enough, you were just saying classical thing, and now what I found was like Samuel Johnson, back in 1755, had the past tense as sunk and said anciently it was sank. 
So he was actually saying sank was older and sunk is correct. And this was in 1755. Well, Johnson, I mean, I, I hate to argue with our esteemed lexicographer, <laughs> but he's wrong. The the earliest, I mean, the, the distinction sink, sank, sunk, the e, a, u, comes from Proto-Indo-European. A long, long time ago, in the earliest days of people speaking what now what later became things like English or Sanskrit or Hittite or German or Greek, there was something called Proto-Indo-European, which was the earliest sort of proto-language. That language had internal vowel changes to change, oddly enough, not the tense, but what was called the aspect of the verb. Was this done now? Was it being done? Those merged, I'm going to get really boring here, where those merged into what we now call the Germanic strong verb group, which did have in basically class three, it, uh, ooh, sink, sank, sunk. That was how it was spoken. And Johnson's, Johnson was, is a great lexicographer, but he occasionally made errors. But what I'm saying though, it's, I, see, I'm, I, I, under, I know the, the underpinnings. I understand that. But I'm saying that in terms of usage, the more I dug, the more I found uh, a sunk used instead of sank. Oh, no, that's interesting. That's what I'm saying. Dickens, Jane Austen, uh, Scott, I, it, it fascinated me. I was I was very surprised. The Bible, 1611, the stone sunk into his forehead, which shocked me. And I'm saying, because I've always been a pedant in this case, I've always like shrieked about shrink, about, about sunk and, and, and thunk, thunk. Not thunk. thunk. I thunk I'm wrong. I think you thunk um, wrong. You know what I mean, yeah. though. And, and, and the more I looked, the more I found it being regularly used. And it seemed that the sank was more recent then. It was like, First older and then and then more recent. That is really that one I can't answer. Yeah, well, there was something, and I'm trying to find it. There was some. Um, oh, here in an 1895 issue of the Writer, they they did a whole article saying, well, not a whole article, but they did like a quite a quite a impassioned defense of sunk as the past tense of sink, and that was the Writer magazine. So um, maybe it was a literary thing. I don't know, but I, I was fascinated. I, I was shocked, too. Shocked and fascinated. It was clearly s still a controversy at that point if they if they felt they had to make an impassioned defense of it. Yeah, ex you're right, actually. It, it's a really interesting problem, though. I mean, we see how Kathy is speaking right now. We do see, I'm going to make this into like a generalized thing, but we do see the problem with strong verbs. We don't quite know what to do with them. And we go back and forth with um, what's the correct usage. And as Fletcher didn't notice sunk was technically incorrect, and Kathy's saying it, it technically may be correct in some weird, odd way. Even though I've always thought it wasn't, I must say. But then also, like, what gets me is how we're also at making up things, like snuck. That's snuck the one. Around. That's not really a past tense of sneak. I mean, it's sneak is a weak verb, and it's sneaked. But but snuck is becoming more popular than sneaked now. When I said I I didn't get my little tingle on on uh, whatever word we were talking about earlier, I, I do get it on on sneaked and snuck because I hear snuck all the time. Now I know I mean that's pervaded every aspect of of our language and culture. That's that's everywhere. We hear that uh, on on NPR. We see it written everywhere. I mean, snuck is is in the language now. Um, I I do know that it's that it's technically supposed to be sneaked, and that's that is what I personally say. But I don't correct anybody else. What I'm curious about is how in the world it turned into snuck. Where did that come from? Well, what happens there is it it follows the 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 pattern of the strong verb. 
Sneak sounds a lot like uh, like uh, strike or struck. It it basically goes backwards. It's a it that's a common. It, it's surprisingly common. In many cases, or some cases in English, what were originally weak verbs become strong verbs because they look at the paradigm of the strong verb and they think, oh, it sounds sort of it sounds sort of familiar. Mm -hmm. But what about mm -hmm. tweak or creak? They're not. Tw Walk or crock. No, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I mean, the wonderful strange. thing about English is it's capricious. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, so, and you can't answer why or why not. Can I throw one out to you guys? When you stride away, you had what? You had stro strode. It would be the past. I had, you had strided. You had, you had, I would say you had strided away. I, stro I strode away. He had strided, I would say, but I think that's wrong. Fletcher? What about you, Fletcher? Yeah, I mean, Strode is the only one I know, and I don't even know if that's right. No, there was there was an interesting... I just saw it right now as we were looking up this struck strike. There was an interesting grammatical uh, hoo-ha about what do you do? Have you stroded? Have you stridden? Have you strodden? And there was they were looking for examples. They could very they could find very few examples of, of strode or stride or what. They found Elizabeth George, the writer, she had put apparently had strode. And then they found that doesn't sound, had stridden I, somewhere else. Had stridden. I would think it would be had stridden. Had stridden, they found too. So they're debating whether um, what is correct or not. And apparently it looks to me like stridden would be the uh, the correct form, technically correct mm -hmm. form. But here we go into what we're talking about earlier. We, none of us have any idea, really, and it's been used so few times, we don't really know. Okay, so the the big issue here is that um, these are, or at least seem to be, what you called strong verbs, and we don't know, correct. and we don't know what to do with those when it comes to the past tense. Well, okay, we have basically you have the you have a present tense. You have a past tense, and you have what's called the past participle. Yeah, that becomes like a, an ed uh, a word normally. He had, and you usually put an auxiliary word verb with it. He had walked. But a strong verb, you don't do the ed. They're irregular. That's that's the key to a strong. A strong verb is always an irregular verb, right, Ross? This is where I always get panicky. <laughs> no, you're completely correct. So a strong a strong verb, it's 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 not a question of you don't know what to do with the past tense. The past tense is irregular. It's not it's not just adding an ed. It's not the the boat sinked into the water. So like the word think, would that count? I mean thought. Thought is an is an irregular verb because it changes internally. Right. Okay. But now that we have. There are different kinds of strong verbs. I mean, there are different kinds of irregular verbs. Strong verbs are, there used to be like seven classes of strong verbs in Old English. And that's, again, where the vowel changes internally. You don't add an ED. And they followed a certain pattern. Now, English had so many changes, that pattern has gotten all messed up. So it becomes much more difficult to figure out what that internal change is. And just to add one thing to Kathy's thing, which is what she was saying correctly, is that not all irregular verbs in English are strong. For example, to be, the to be verb. I go, I am, he was, those are all, they basically, that's an irregular verb completely. You can't figure it out at all by just looking, you know, at I am. It's not I am, he am, whatever, it changes. And that's a conflation of different verbs that kind of got mushed together with the same meaning. That's a different kind of irregular verb. Well, which is the problem is because there's no fast rule, 
it ends up being, if you're learning English, if it's English as a second or third or whatever language, it really becomes a, mas a, a matter really more of, of memorizing than it does of logically figuring it out. Because the, the pattern is, as Ross had said, you do have the stink, stank, stunk, the, the sounds, but not always. I mean, like we go back to, as Ross was just saying, to be or eat. You eat, I ate. We have eaten. I mean, it's not, I, you know, eat, eats, eated, eated. <laughs> I like eated, though, too. So it's very confusing. You know, it's interesting because you've listened to little kids. Like I listened to my son when he was growing up. He did make that mistake early on. You know, I eated that, I doed that or whatever. And then he, like Kath said, you got to just figure it out. You didn't. You don't have a paradigm and figure it out like on a, on a book. You just sort of hear it. The thing that fascinated me, going back to the um, the, the stink, stank, stunk or shrink, shrank, shrunk, is, is again like the film Honey I Shrunk the Kids used to set my teeth on edge because it was sh I, as far as I'm concerned kind of it should be Honey I, Honey I Shrank the Kids although now we know that people William Sapphire apparently even like succumbed and said shrunk was okay in that case but but I was looking for examples of errors I was just started looking online and the thing that fascinated me is in a couple of um, like a, a blog with common grammar mistakes you stunk when it was wrong like they said the elephant heard a rumor that his breath stunk but didn't know if it was true and he said it they, they used that as an example of a conditional sentence not as a stink stank stunk issue and to me it should have been his breath stank stank right yeah yeah no it's just and that's when you just go i give up i know, you know? forget it <laughs> this stinks <laughs> <laughs> but you know i agree it does stink but I, in general i, I sort of Whatever I said about stunk, I still think it should be stink, stank, stunk. I think we should try to stick with that. Most people use it what what is you know in the way that used to be considered completely correct, and I think we should probably try to to stick with those correct forms, whatever the fact that you you don't have to say it. But I'm wondering though. Again, we go back to like the the evolution of language. I mean, apparently, what I had read was that in, it's an estimate, but in the old English period, there are about there were over 300 strong verbs. Now they say there are less than 100, which includes borrowed words that have taken on strong forms. So it, clearly it's, it, they're declining. So part of me is thinking like, as much as it pains me to say this, should I not mind when people say that really stunk? Even though you're saying we should follow it. If, it's, if that's the impulse, if that's like the direction clearly, oughtn't we just go like, okay, yes, it stunk. I can't do it though. I'm gonna do a modified limited hang out here. I think what we should do is say stink, stank, stunk correctly. If others say it, I don't think we should correct it unless they ask us to edit their, their writing or whatever, in which case we should correct it. Don't have our ears tingle if someone says, uh, I rung the doorbell. But my ears did tingle. I rang the doorbell. <laughs> I can't handle that one. I'm wringing my hands. <laughs> and just looking at this, I got one more to ask you guys. I plead guilty to the charge yesterday this I, is a very interesting one mm -hmm. go at it yeah i plead guilty yesterday i uh in fact i believe that both pleaded and pled are correct and i say that because uh i saw a long long twitter discussion uh amongst lawyers who who very pointedly said pled p-l-e-d is just fine and is used all the time in in legal language you're right but the because th I the funny thing is though is that's one where a lot of people think it's wrong. I had a friend who um, on Facebook and messaged me and said I've got a question for you because you know words, Kathy. 
drives me crazy when I hear on TV all the time on news, they're talking about so-and-so pled guilty. Please like tell me that you agree with me and obviously you should be pleading. I said, no, you're absolutely wrong. Pled is okay. You know, relax. But it, it's, it, it, I got to admit, pled sounds wrong to me slightly, even though it's like led, you don't say leaded, you know, you say led. But he thought that was because of lead. People said pled, and I was like, no, no, no. It's very acceptable at this point. But I mean, this is but it's interesting. This is a case where we're getting kind of in a way we're getting a strong verb. We're getting a, we t we have a weak verb and we made it into strong verbs. So we were talking earlier about the changes and weak strong verbs are dying, but in some cases they're being born again. You're right. Or irregular. I mean, I shouldn't maybe say strong because it's not technically strong, but it's an irregular verb is now becoming a regular verb is now becoming irregular. So language, on one hand, as Kathy said, we're losing a lot of strong verbs, but we're kind of gaining a few here and there, too, it seems. It seems like nearly everything we've talked about is something that is so common now that you almost can't uh, really, I mean, I guess you can always be justified, but you might be, you might be seen as a bit of a jerk to correct people on, on any of these things. I think so. I actually do think so. Even even sneaked and snuck, which which like I said is still the one that that gives me that that little tingle that I hate. I think you're right. I mean, and I I I'm, I'm just trying to I'm. Do you think yeah, snuck is being used more often? I I suspect that's another one of the ones that's just going to keep adding. Oh, at this point, I'm surprised when I hear anybody say sneaked. Yeah, because actually, when you say sneak now, I sneaked around. It sounds slightly like odd. It sounds slightly wrong, actually. I think so I my default now is snuck. snuck. Yeah. I snuck into the house. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, you're right, actually. I don't think I've ever said I sneaked into the house. No. Like when I was a kid, yeah, you'd say, like, I snuck in and mom didn't know I was home so late. Yeah. You would. You did. Because my brother helped cover it up. Yeah. <laughs> This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod or email me at Powell at KMUW.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press, and you can find that and Kathy and Ross Petrus's newest book, That Doesn't Mean What You Think It Means, at your local independent bookstore. Kathy and Ross have written a lot more. They've got a number of other things either coming out soon or in the works, and you can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks. Oh, and one more thing. All this past participle talk kind of made my head hurt a little. I seem to know some stuff, but I'm never really good with actual technical terms for things. Yes, even something as simple as past participles. But having said that, something I wish I would have brought up with Kathy and Ross is a couple of words that I'm pretty sure people use as past participles, and I'm not sure they're okay to use, but I'm also not sure they're not okay. You may or may not have heard them. Apparently, they're restricted to certain dialects of English, but they're definitely words I heard a lot while I was growing up, although maybe not as much anymore. But it did even drive me nuts when I was a kid. The words are boughten and broughten, as in I had boughten a couch or I had broughten my dog to school. Like they're used as the past participles of buy and bring instead of just saying bought and brought. I've always wondered why those words exist. I figured maybe because bought and brought sound like got and gotten is a word. Bought, boughten, brought. 
Broughton, Got Gotten, but it does seem like they've been around for a while. Merriam-Webster lists Boughton in a couple forms as going back to the mid-18th century, and I'd assume Broughton is similar, and realistically, they probably go way further back than that. Anyway, I just bring those up because they make my ears bleed, but a fairly surface-level search seems to indicate that, as usual, maybe everything's not as clear-cut as I figured it was. Kathy? Ross? I know you're listening. I guess this is something I should have brought up with you. Don't think you're fooling us because we saw you at our practice and I know you stole our routine. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about because we've always done our own cheers. Right, girls? That's, That's right. right. Well, then you better bring it. Oh, it's already been brought in. Nice comeback, mm. 